The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Edge to get started today. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it to And welcome to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, May the 16th, and yes, I have a virtual RFK behind me because I'm coming to you live from a bathroom, actually, uh, to bring (laughs) no days off on the NFL Gambling Podcast. I'm on vacation, so making it work. We got to bring you week one. The lines are out, so we got to get ahead of these lines before they move too much. I am Moneyline Mac, and I am joined by my co-host every week of the NFL season, J-Mark Football, old-fashioned football. J-Mark, what's going on, man? I'm going to go ahead and assume you're coming from the bathroom because that was the best place to uh, do the pod from, not because you had some bad food, right? Correct, or <laughs> or a bad beverage or two, you know, so I've clocked somewhere depending on uh, what time zone you're, or it might just be five o'clock mentality. So, but uh, yeah, it's five o'clock in the NFL because we got week one lines out. Everybody's taking a look. We've had what five days to digest since the schedule release. Go check out our uh, instant reactions where we broke down our top 10 games of the NFL season. Looking ahead to week number one, which we also gave out a lock and dog. We will give out at the end of our show a separate lock and dog as well. So that'll be four total bets from J Mark and myself each. So it gives you plenty of time to get ahead of the action. And what we're 111 days away from Lions, Chiefs. What stands out in week one? What catches your eye? Well, uh, I know everybody expects to hear Bears Packers, Bears Packers, right? Um, that's definitely part of it. But, I mean, there's some interesting matchups and even di- division matchups. I mean, Panthers-Falcons, we kind of talked about how, while we think that's the Saints division, um, it is wide open still. So that'll set the tone right away for one of those teams. So that's an interesting one. And then Jags-Colts, I'm curious to see if the Jaguars can keep that same momentum they had last year and roll that over into this year and start right away. Um, you know, we, we both think they're going to win that division, but starts week one against the Colts. Yeah. And you, you stole the narrative right from me. I just counted off. I got eight divisional matchups in week number one in the NFL. So do the math. That's eight out of 16. That's half the matchups hurt within their own division. You got Bengals, Browns, uh, Panthers, Falcons, Jags, Colts, uh, who else we got? Oh, Bears, Packers, of course. And then you got Rams, Seahawks, and Raiders, Broncos in the late window. And then you cap it off with two primetime games, Cowboys, Giants, always a good rivalry. And Bills at the Jets on Monday Night Football. We got Moon off in the chat, hand pink waving. 
<laughs> I think it was a loss in translation. It was probably an emoji yeah. waving. <laughs> Moonoff's a dad, so he's speaking in a different language. That 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 must be uh, dad language over there. So there you go. <laughs> shout out to everybody. Go congratulate Moonoff on being a being a father. Um, I think he. When was the newborn born, Moonoff? If you're still in the chat, I think it was last week. I don't know, but he doesn't have a beard yet. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's no. starting to grow though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they have a uh, beard and length of Moonoff, they're doing quite well. So Moonoff, <laughs> shout out to the machine. I know he's dying to get back on the NFL, NBA, MLB, uh, propcast, and the other sixty-nine uh, podcasts that he does for the SGPN. One week today, Tuesday the ninth. So happy one week uh, to the newborn. But uh. Moonoff's Texans will be part of uh, the slate that we're going to go into. They are the biggest dog of week number one. So maybe we'll uh, – J-Mark already gave out Texans money line, I believe, in our episode last week, right? I certainly did. Ravens are a mess. This is a new Texans team. I think they uh, were one of the teams that won the draft. So, yeah, I'm taking them on the money line week one just for Moonoff, just for Moonoff. Yeah, we'll make sure anyway. make sure you add that in your invoice at the end of the month. But, right. uh, <laughs> but hey, but before we get into this uh, 16 game slate for NFL week number one, I got to get us paid. And we are SGPN are brought to you by Edge Boost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now later Visa card. Similar to buy now, later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back your advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account. EdgeBoost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting. Edge currently offers 2500 in advances as you can build a repayment history. My EdgeBoost double downs each of the uh, each day of the week with this special offer the first 500 sgpn users will start a $1000 advance limit and the next 2500 users will start with $500 go to sports sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to sign up today that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge must be 21 or older to be in a valid legal gambling state problem if you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER all right moon off um Shout hey, you got extended five years for uh, giving out Texas money line picks. So hopefully it comes uh comes to uh fruition there and, and make sure you do so over edge boost. So uh let's leave right. uh Thursday night football lions, the offseason darlings once again go to Arrowhead on Super Bowl night. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. Chiefs are laying six and a half. Uh early lean. I guess we'll we'll call these early lanes and then we'll get out our lock and dog at the end. So you got a you got a side you want to lean with here. I know we kind of are a little bit want to fade the lines. I think to to start the year. Yeah, and I think Andy Reid's the type of coach that there's you know you're not going to have that Super Bowl hangover. I think they're going to come out firing. Um, they still have a lot to prove. I mean, they had some turnover, especially in the wide receiver uh, position. So I think they have a lot to prove to show that they're still the team to to beat. And I just I don't like the Lions team that's getting this much hype. So I'm I'm leaning the Chiefs with the six and a half here. I think we're seeing eye to eye. Um, it isn't interesting that they open this up the books that is below a touchdown. So maybe it's a bait to take Kansas City. But I think this is just a strict play on trusting Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey with multiple weeks to prepare against Dan Campbell. Um 
I also think, like, you look at what Kansas City did last year on week number one, where they just kind of made a statement. They've been historically really good on week ones under Andy Reid. Everybody knows the buy stat buy, off of bye week stats. I kind of view week number one with so much time to prepare um, as kind of a bye week for Andy Reid. So I think this is a good spot to back the Chiefs on Super Bowl night. Um, yeah, I, I how how do do you, do you see the Lions getting off to a slow start with all this hype? and then maybe coming back to the pack like that or going on a little bit of a run in the second half like they did last year? I mean, I'm hoping they stay on their slow start, but I definitely think um, they're going to have a slow start, especially when you look at – I mean, their wide receiver room was decimated by suspensions due to gambling. Now I think the biggest one that this impacts is uh, Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. but He's out six weeks, so they're – I mean, their wide receiver too, they're really looking at, I don't know, Cleef Raymond, Craig Reynolds, or – Marvin Jones, guys that aren't necessarily field stretchers by any means. So um, that puts a lot of pressure on Amon Ross St. Brown. They have their new rookie, Jameer Gibbs, who, you know, he'll just be getting into the league. I think they're going to have a little bit of growing pains there. I do. I think the defense will be solid, but I think that offense will have some growing pains. And so, yeah, I do think they'll they'll have a slow start. I agree with you. And I, I just think I everybody remembers when golf and uh... – uh, Mahomes met up in primetime years ago when he was on the Rams at the historic 59-56 game or whatever the game finished. I, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game, but I just don't see, although they've invested assets into that defense, I just, just on Super Bowl night with all those weapons, I, I see Mahomes and, and Andy Reid getting off to a 1-0 start once again in Kansas City. Hopefully with rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice since I drafted him in multiple rookie drafts. <laughs> go check out the old-fashioned football. You can drink some whiskey and pick your fantasy team. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat that. That's America. Uh, let's move <laughs> over to uh, the Sunday, September the 10th, the early window. I got an AFC North divisional rivalry in the state of Ohio. Joe Burrow is headed into year number four, and he has never won in Cleveland. And they are going to start right off of the dog pound. Browns are getting two and a half. Short number here. Sean Watson, year number two, only played six games. He was atrocious, let's be honest. Um, you like the home dog here? These these no. home dogs were good in week one last year. They were. I just have no faith in the Browns this year. So I getting under three with the Bengals, I'm jumping all over that. I think they think they should have been in that Super Bowl. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to ride that. And a pissed off Joe Burrow. I mean, he's a good player, especially when he's angry. This is good. We get our first disagreement of uh, of the season. I, I'll be all over the Browns in this spot. Burrow has never beaten the Browns in Cleveland. I'm going to take the dog pound here. Week one, that place will be going absolutely bananas. I think they're able to run the ball with uh, Chubb, uh, bolstered up that defensive line in in the, with uh, the addition of Smith earlier um, this week or over the weekend. I think they can get after. They give every time they play the Bengals. I feel like they give them fits because of their able ability to um rush the passer with garrett and now, now that you had smith on the other side of things i just think i think this is a good spot for the browns to make a statement we saw also the Bengals get off to a slow start last year where they dropped that opening game to the steelers that game is in the jungle actually so burrow and company has gotten off the slow starts before i think they do so again i will take the browns and i'll take it on the money line as well stay tuned this might be the dog at the end of the show there you go. There you go. So our first uh, difference of the year, 
and let's move over. <laughs> there you go. You got a tenure extension now. So you, All right. you're, yeah, you, you're tenured already at SGPN. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's move over. We got a battle of Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins in early in the early window, which I kind of am hinting which way I'm going to go here because we know the stats of Kirk Cousins in prime time versus early. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers post Tom Brady era going to Minnesota. I see the Vikings laying a full touchdown. J Mark, your fellow NFC North, skull, skull, skull. Which way are you going? Um, yeah, I'm going to ride with the Vikings here. I think the Bucks have a chance of being one of the worst teams in the NFL mm-hmm. this year, unless something comes to fruition at the quarterback position. I, I don't think Baker May- Mayfield nor Kyle Trask are going to be able to compete. They have questions kind of all across the board, except maybe their receiver room. Their defense is okay, but I think they're going to take a step back there too. So I'm going to ride with the Vikings. They they surprised everybody last year, and I don't. The books have them taking a step back, but I don't know if I see them taking that big of a step back. So I know it's a full touchdown, but I'm still going to take them. I'm with you. I'm gonna. We 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 like to lay it with the Vikings in that early one o'clock window. We know the the stats of Kirk Cousins in the early window versus prime time. Baker Mayfield, man, I can't get on board with 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 these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is a smash spot. I think a lot of people are going to point to regression for the Vikings with all those one score wins, which I think could happen. But I I don't think that this is a one score game to start the start the year for the. For the Skull Nation, there, I think I think this is a beatdown. Um, do you think Tampa Bay ultimately ends up as the worst team in football? Yeah, I think they're definitely going to be in the running for it. Yeah, yep, and and they'll be potentially drafting Caleb Williams next year. Oh Baker, oh Baker, he just keeps going <laughs> to bad teams. So uh, right, yeah. We're, so we're both on the Vikings here, early leans. Uh, let's go to the NFC South for the next game. We got Carolina, the rookie Bryce Young, headed to the ATL. The Falcons are laying two and a half. The old saying with uh, Ryan and Sean, take the two and a half, lay the three and a half. You taking that advice here and taking uh, the road dog here? I'm going to take the Panthers. Yeah, I think um, I just see them more as a complete team, though. Falcons got a really good offensive line, but uh, – yeah, I think I think I have to go with the Panthers. Interesting point from Moonoff here. I think guys may request trades from the Bucks. Agreed. I mean, if you think of guys like Mike Evans, who are getting older, especially at a wide receiver position, does he want to ride out the rest of his days with a Baker Mayfield slash Kyle Trask season? Probably not. So it's a good point. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no. They, they that's that's going to be an interesting dynamic to monitor, especially with with you over at the old fashioned football from a fantasy standpoint. Is the NFL is slowly becoming more of the NBA at the trade deadline, where there's meaningful trades that actually have implications on playoff runs. Teams are more going all in if they think that they have a Super Bowl window or a playoff window. Maybe the Chicago Bears that haven't been to the playoffs in a couple of years and they're sitting right there and they get that extra piece to put them over the hump to take take over the Packers for the North. Yeah. I'm talking it into existence over here. Yeah. <laughs> no need to. It's going to happen anyways. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that game later this late. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Panthers here. Take uh, Ryan and Sean's advice. Take the two and a half. I think the Panthers got a shot to win this game. I do like the rushing attack for Atlanta, but I think we kept liking taking Atlanta as the dogs last year. I don't like laying points with Desmond Ritter. 
I like Frank Wright. I think we had the coaching advantage here as well. Um, Thought he got a raw deal in Indianapolis. I think they're able to script some things up for Bryce Young um, and get get off to a 1-0 start there in the Frank Reich era. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're agreeing too much, so I got to take a break and get us paid. (laughs) And it is Shady Rays and Shady May. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPM for Shady May, not only doing an amazing job, 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection for all eyewear. Everywhere pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you just fall down, had too many cold beers watching your team, and you just fall down and your, and your shades break, don't worry. They got you covered. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back in, after you purchase with them. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays, how about this, has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPM for 50% off two plus pairs for polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt of the sports gambling podcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500 shady may contest. Tell you what, all those guys going to the Germany and uh, London games, get, get over to shady rays, get, make sure you got some protection going there into you those go. games. <laughs> Speaking of London, we got the London Jaguars going to Indianapolis for a, Whoops. How about this, man? The Jaguars on week number one of the NFL season are laying three and a half in Indianapolis. Boy, have times changed where the Jags all of a sudden are favorites. On the road, week one, what has happened to this world? They got expectations. You and I, we've already teased that we're bullish on the Jaguars team. Year number two, the Doug Peterson era with Trevor Lawrence. They make a statement here or is this a home dog? No, I think they do. I mean, there's there's way too many question pieces on the Colts, whether Anthony Richardson's actually going to start. I don't think he will right away. Um, and they just think, you know, it's going to be weird. I think Gardner Minshew is going to be their quarterback for now. So in this Jaguars team, they, they were one of the hottest teams down the stretch last year. And I think mm-hmm. that rolls right over to this year. I think Trevor Lawrence takes another step forward and I think they they are ready to compete they're ready to roll and they're ready to show everybody like hey we belong in these conversations with the Bills the Bengals the Chiefs all those teams we belong there I man I love the Jags that's that, that's that's my team it's kind of a nerve-wracking spot open up in Indianapolis as three and a half point favorites if it's Minshew I think I might lean to the Colts with the points I can mm-hmm. see this being a tight game if Minshew, um, the unknown, um, with, with, with the new offense there in Indianapolis, they get Jonathan Taylor back. Um, I think the I think the Jags ultimately get out of here alive. I also worry about the look ahead spot with Kansas City in Week Number Two. That was one of our ten games that we spotlighted. So hopefully they're not looking towards that playoff rematch in Week Number Two. If they come out and make a statement, I think that they it, it really is something in terms of how far the Jaguars have come as a franchise in just a year, because this is the ultimate trap spot. Indianapolis was arguably the worst team in the NFL. They're going there. Everybody's picking them to be the sleeper in the AFC. So 
I think if, if they go out and make a statement, this really does say how, how far this Jaguar team has come under Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence in year number two. Yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely see where, uh, where you're coming from there. Um, I, and I like how you said Colts were arguably the uh, worst team in the NFL. It was not the Texans. If it was not the Texans. <laughs> you know, they, the Texans, remember, the Texans beat the Colts uh, week number 18 <laughs> to get the Bears the first pick. Lovey, one last present to the city of Chicago. <laughs> right. God bless Lovey Smith. <laughs> yeah, Lovey. He's a, once a bear, always a bear. So, yeah, build a statue. Lovey Smith, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of, so this is this is the, one of the more intriguing week one matchups, in my opinion. You got a cross conference matchup here. Rod is sitting this one out today because we may have a dog here that we like. Uh, we got San Francisco going across the country to Pittsburgh to open up. We got the Niners laying three. You like the home dog here, Tomlin, week one to start the season against Shanahan. We don't know who's playing quarterback. It's Sam Darnold, maybe. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest parts of this is who is at quarterback. But regardless, um, you know, I, I don't think Brock Purdy is healthy enough. And if it's Trey Lance, I'm definitely going against the 49ers. But even Saw that seemed, last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even as uh, it's, is Sam Darnold, I think the Steelers team will be ready. Tomlin is a hell of a coach. Granted, Shanahan's a hell of a coach, too, but. I just think the Steelers are going to be ready to open up at the home field advantage and make some noise. So I, I like the Steelers in this one. Sorry, Rod. Uh, we're eye to eye on this one. I think this is a Steelers money line play. Tough spot for San Francisco having to go across across the country to go to Pittsburgh. Um, week number one quarterback situations. Like you said, if it's Trey Lance, it's an auto play. Sam Darnold, I still think I lean that way. It doesn't sound like any way Brock Purdy. You're number two, Kenny Pickett. TJ Watt's going to be healthy. We know the stats Steelers with TJ Watt versus without TJ Watt. I like the Steelers here, man. I, I'm with you. I think that they're able to. This is this is a this is a great matchup. Honestly, I think this should be in the later window. Just two iconic franchises squaring off in week number one. For sure, TJ Watt's at least going to be healthy this game. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Don't uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we don't know how long that'll last, but it'll at least be healthy this game. I also yep. like Munaf's comment. He's waiting for his thank you present for that number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you do owe him a, a bottle of bourbon since you there were you able go. to get DJ Moore out of that. You're able to get some offensive line help to help out Justin Fields. So, shout out to Lovey Smith and shout out to Munaf. Who's got the better beard? <laughs> do we ever settle that vote? Well, since Moonoff's right here, it's Moonoff. If Lovey Smith was sitting next to me, it might be Lovey Smith. I don't this know. episode has turned into Kiss Moonoff's ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. This is the dandy of dandies here. Uh, game of the week. We got Arizona and Colt McCoy headed to Washington. Revenge game. Unfortunately, this game is not at RFK. Unfortunately, it's the Commanders and not the Redskins. But it is the first game post Daniel Snyder, um, Sam Howe, first game in D.C. So you got Sam Howe versus Colt McCoy in week number one in the NFL. I'll let you take an unbiased approach to this game. My two cents, I don't know how you lay almost a touchdown with Sam Howe in his first start, even if it's against Colt McCoy in the Arizona Cardinals, who are arguably the worst team. 
Yeah, it, that's tough. Um, I want to take the Commanders. I I like their their running back room. I like their defense. Um, and, and this Cardinals team just seems to be a dumpster fire. And this is probably the team that the books have right where they they probably will be the worst team. But like you said, Sam Howell, five and a half points, that's a lot. But on the same side, I don't know if Arizona can move this ball on that Washington defense. That Washington yeah. defense is good, and I think they're going to keep getting better. Uh, I think the cornerback help they got in the draft is going to really help them. Um, and I think they're going to keep taking steps forward. I think they're going to have a, a good game plan here. Ron Rivera is he's normally pretty good week one now week 15 16 when he still thinks he's in the playoff race and he's not he's not very good then but week one I think he'll be ready to play some smash mouth football don't make me get out the analytics again the analytics in the tape of Carson <laughs> Wentz like you said after the Bears week five uh Bears uh Bears Washington I I see Munoz uh angle of rookie head coach in Arizona coming over from Philadelphia um, Jonathan Gannon, that is Colt McCoy. You have that angle. I mean, I'm, I'm biased and I, I think this is a good, I mean, if you're Washington first game post Daniel Snyder should have good vibes in, in, in that stadium. Maybe there's a little bit of hope once again, but it, I just think the unknown with Sam Howe, I think it's interesting that the books are opening this up around almost a touchdown. I think that tells you how bad the Cardinals are going to be that they are, viewed as almost a touchdown underdog in Washington against a guy that's making his first or I guess second career start. But you, you mentioned the whole handicap. If you like Washington, Arizona probably won't be able to move the football on that, on that defensive front. Yep. Agreed. Moon off flipped me. I'm taking Washington homer pick. <laughs> oh, it wasn't me that flipped you, huh? It was moon off. I see. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Hey, let's move along to where are we going next? Nola. We are going to Derek Carr's debut in Big Easy, Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill going to New Orleans. Saints are laying three and a half. Is this a Vrabel dog spot here, week one against uh, Dennis Allen? Depends how much faith you have in Derek Carr. Um, I think it's going to take him a while. I think it'll take him a bit to get acclimated. I don't think he's going to come in and and win, especially, um, you know, just a three and a half point favorite. If this was closer towards three, I might take the Saints or I guess under three. If it was two and a half, I'd take the Saints. But with the three and a half, I could see this being a three point game. So give me the Titans. I think I like the Titans as well. I, I, I think the Titans can win this game outright. Run the ball with Derrick Henry. He's healthy. He's back. We know the Vrabel dog stats over the years. They're fully healthy. They get, they're a different team with Tannehill. Yeah. Without Tannehill, they, they're awful. But I think Vrabel, everybody's saying that they're going to be awful this year. Maybe so. Maybe in the end they're not as good because they're lack of depth on the offensive line. But I think they're healthy going into this game. I think the Saints are getting a lot of publicity, a lot of, People tune their horns a little bit. Derek Carr coming over from Vegas, but they lost a lot on that defense as well. I don't. I question Dennis Allen as a coach as well. Uh, I think it's a good spot for Tennessee to pull the upset. Um, mini dog here in week number one. Yeah, I like it. Vrabel, I'll take Vrabel over Dennis Allen with all this time to prepare. Yeah, true. I I think that that's such a big advantage though in week number one. If you have all this time to prepare and go all in on week one, we saw it with Tomlin last year. We've seen it with Belichick over the years. So. Yeah, I, I definitely will take the coaching. Speaking of coaching, uh, we got a rookie head coach going to Baltimore to see uh, Lamar. 
you've already teased where you're going with this one. Houston, CJ Stroud, game number one in Baltimore. Lamar got paid, got his weapons. Where are you going here? Yeah, Lamar's going to be thankful he got all that guaranteed money when Will Anderson is chasing him down. Um, I I like the Texans here, and and like I said last week, they're my they're my dog. Uh, I think there was just too much drama, and even though Lamar finally got paid, you know how unsettled are his teammates with the fact that he drew that out to make that kind of money. Some are going to be happy for him. Some are going to be like, "Hey, why didn't you put the team first? You know. Um, I know they all understand it's a business, but I just think there's going to be some lingering drama there. So, yeah, I think this Texans team is on the on the right side of a upward trend here or upward curve, I mean. And so I'm going to ride with the Texans, especially with the plus nine. I think I like that, too. I think I, I think it's a little surprising that this game didn't open up as double digits just with how good the Ravens have been with Lamar and especially in week number ones. I think the Texans, the unknown, uh, D'Amico Ryans comes over from San Francisco. They have a lot of time to prepare um, and gear up for this first game. I, I think the Texans were feisty early last year. I think that they they played yeah. hard. Um, this is another trend with Munoz saying rookie head coach in his first game. I think they're able to keep this within the number, though. Yeah, I agree. All right, so ride eye. We'll see if we're eye to eye here because we go to the NFC North and we got, is this right? Chicago is laying points <laughs> against Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is officially no longer a Packer. If you forgot, here's your reminder. Aaron Rodgers is not a Packer because the Bears are laying two and a half against the Packers. Jordan Love, where are you going here, man? Or I, I, why did I even ask that? Give me some <laughs> you, reasons why you're going to beat down the Packers post Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, we were able to move the ball efficiently against the pa- Packers last year. It was just the defense that couldn't uh, kind of stop Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So I kind of see us being able to move the ball easily. But I'm not afraid of stopping Jordan Love. That doesn't concern me as much. And our defense is improved. I think we're going to be a lot better with Edmonds and Edwards at the linebacker position. We upgraded cornerback, and that defensive line has gotten some upgrades too. Still looking for an edge rusher. I wouldn't be surprised if they get uh, Yannick Nagoku or however you say his last name, um, or some other edge rusher. A lot of a lot of rumors that they're going to make a play for Chase Young too. Um, Put still my players. <laughs> which if he's healthy, I mean, I'm all for, it's just a matter of if he can stay healthy, but yeah, I don't, I don't think this is, I think this is, we're going to see these franchises flip, right? The Packers were beat up the bears for years and years with um, Rogers and even Favre. And I think we're going to see it flip some, I think fields is going to beat the Packers up now for years to come. I think this is a, uh... Green Bay at Minnesota last year. I think Chicago comes out, makes a statement, been waiting a long, long time to beat down the Packers once again. I think, I think, I think this is a route. I, I, I like yeah. Chicago a lot here to make a statement and, and prove. I think that they're they got a chance to win this division. We, uh, I know you're a Bears fan, diehard Bears fan, but I agree with you. I think Justin Fields another step here. Um, I thought it showed flashes under Eberflus of being well coached. They they were competitive in some of these games. I think it's time that they start winning some of these games now. Yeah, now I would have rather routed them with Rodgers, but I'll take it either way. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you said, the games against Green Bay were close last year. Yeah, so for it, sure they 
they can't uh, they can't stop Fields running. They couldn't last year anyways. Um, and I don't want him to run as much as he did last year because I think that's too easily going to lead to injuries. But mm-hmm. you can't stop a guy from that like that from running because I think it's just a natural instinct and that athletic ability that he has. You don't want to see him not run at all. Agreed. Agreed there. Speaking of running quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia e- or yeah, and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to Foxborough Tom Brady night. Um Patriots are the Eagles are laying four and a half here. We know the trend. Team struggling off losing the Super Bowl. I already gave this out as my dog. I, I like New England to win this game outright and, and pull the upset in the cross conference matchup. Where are you going here? I just can't put trust in Mac Jones. I really can't. And I think as much as I thought this Eagles team was going to take a step back because of some of the pieces they lost, I think they did a great job in the draft making up for those pieces. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles. I think the Patriots are are declining and will continue to decline. And the Eagles are going to stay relevant and in that NFC um, championship talk. So, I, yeah, I'm going to ride with the Eagles here. I think it would really be something if New England and Pittsburgh were able to pull the upsets here because it kind of would show the strength of the AFC that they were able to knock off the top two teams in the NFC, their their old basically traditional teams that are in that 10 to 12 range in the conference talking mm-hmm. about new England and Pittsburgh. I just, I think it's going to be a transition for a couple of weeks for Philly with the two new coordinators teams coming off the super bowl loss, a little bit of a hangover like the Bengals last year. I think Philly gets off to a slow start to get things going in the middle of the year. All righty. And next up another divisional matchup here. We're going to the NFC West and we got the LA Rams, Sean McVay, uh, Matt Stafford's back going to the 12th man. Bobby Wagner's back as a Seahawk from the Rams. Seahawks laying five and a half. Is that too much? It seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it's a rivalry. Yeah. I get it that the Rams were bad last year. They, they did not look good, but at the same time, I mean, just think two years ago, they were really good. So, Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, it seems like the people have quickly forgotten that. And I think that's why, yeah, I know Geno Smith looked great last year. I think he'll t- have some natural regression. I think the Seahawks in general might have a little regression. So, I think this is just too much for a divisional matchup. I, I think it's a three point game either way it goes. So, I'm going to take the Rams plus five and a half. And and Seattle's one of my teams that I love as well. I think that they're going to take another step with the get fixing up some of those defensive issues that they had last year. They had uh, Najiba Smith in the draft to go with Lockett and Metcalf, but this is a divisional matchup. They are healthy. Aaron Donald's back. Cooper Cup's back. Matt Stafford's back. These two teams hate each other. It's always close. I will definitely take the points, and you, you might even want to sprinkle on the money line. I could see the Rams going in there and pulling the upset to start off this season. These two teams, when they're when the Rams are healthy, are not that far off. But in the long haul, I don't know if the Rams are able to stay healthy because of, they have such bad depth because they've just foregone the draft completely. Yeah, such bad depth, and a lot of their key players are on the, the old side. I mean, yeah. Stafford, but even if you think of Aaron Donald, he's getting up there. So, So, yeah, I agree with you. Another one we see eye to eye. And next up, we will go to the AFC West. And we got this is a good one Vegas, Denver, Sean Payton working the sidelines for the Broncos. Year number two, Russell Wilson. Year number one, 
nicely put was a disaster. Uh, five and 12. He was not good. They bring over Nathaniel Hackett was a bust. Jimmy G is now a Vegas Raider. What do you think here, man? This is a this is an intriguing week one matchup. This and the Rams Seahawks sneaky games under the radar in week number one. Yeah, this is tough. Um, not not knowing how that Sean Payton Broncos team is going to look, and not knowing how Jimmy G is going to look with the Raiders. Um, this one is it's right down the line for me. I could make a case for either side, but I'm just gonna. I know it's a completely different team with Sean Payton at the helm, but I'm gonna point to last year when the Broncos were favorites against uh, the Seahawks in Week One. I thought it'd be Russell Wilson's revenge game, and they go in and they lose it. Yep. So I think the same thing could happen. I think the the Raiders could show a little flex here. Jimmy G is not a bad quarterback. Um, Jimmy G is kind of a. Uh, I would call him, he's a little more than a game manager. I normally don't like that term, but he's not going to lose the game. He's not going to make the mistakes that will lose the game for them. I think they got enough going for him in other areas that they're going to be able to compete in this game. So, yeah, give me the Raiders. I think you got to go Raiders here for me. Uh, Jimmy G, like you said, he he also is a guy that battles injuries, but I'm going to take the points. I think these two teams always play each other close, so – I think it's another game that comes down to a field goal, kind of like the Seahawks and Rams. So in those situations, I'm always going to take the points. I do think Denver will be improved, but I'm going to take the points here in week number one. Divisional matchup, I think both teams ready to go. Yeah, and it might. It, I think Broncos will be improved, but it may take a bit, right? I mean, we see new coaches. Mm-hmm. It takes them a while. I know it's not Sean Payton's first time coaching, obviously, but he hasn't coached for a little bit, and uh, it might just take him and Russell Wilson a, a while to get on the same page. Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100%. Next up on the lineup, I, I would say this is probably the most underrated game of week one. Sneaky kind of threw it in the late window. Miami is going to L.A. You got Tua, Herbert, same draft class, picks five and six. You got the Chargers laying two and a half, short number here. Um, For the Chargers, um, Kellen Moore comes over from Dallas, offensive coordinator in L.A. Big year for Brandon Staley. Year number for the Dolphins, year number two of Mike McDaniel. Hopefully Tua can stay healthy. They're loaded roster-wise. Where are you going here? You like the, you like the Fins here in, in L.A.? I like the Chargers. Um, I'm a big Kellen Moore fan since his days from Boise State, so maybe it's a bit of a, a one-sided for me because of that. But um, I didn't think Tua was going to do as good as he did last year and obviously proved wrong until he got hurt. And I, I just wonder if maybe he'll play a liz- little bit on the hesitant side because of those injuries, because he considered retirement this offseason. I mean, I think it, it might take him a little bit to kind of get back into the swing of things, make sure like, oh, I can take these hits. And uh, the Chargers are a very good team. I think they are are one of those teams that could still compete with your your Chiefs, your Bills, your um, Bengals. So I'm, I'm going to take the, the two and a half. I think Chargers win by at least three. We're going to disagree. I'm going to take the Finns. I, I, I think the Finns come out here. Uh, I, we, we, when, when they're on the turf with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, they're even faster. I think they start fast once again like they did last year under Mike McDaniel. Two is back. Uh, Jalen Ramsey comes over from uh, the other L.A. team. I think the Finns go in here and get the win. They used to, This kind of revenge angle, too. 
They dropped that game late in L.A. last year. So I'll side with the Dolphins to get a week one big-time win. It's, these are two good teams. I mean, this is yeah. this could be a playoff preview uh, down the road. I uh, Like I said, this this they kind of snuck this one in in the week one lineup with all these divisional matchups. Yeah, for sure. And this game was not snuck in. This was a spotlight game because we got Dallas, New York, Dallas laying two and a half in the Meadowlands. Daniel Jones, Brian Dable, you're number two. What do you think here, man? This 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 is another good game. Another week one. Week one's gonna be a fun one, man. It is. I'm all over the Giants. I'm uh I would say probably higher on them than most people this year. I think they got a chance of stealing that division from the Eagles, even. And I think the Cowboys, just something about it makes me think that they're going to trend downward. Um, I don't think Dak is the answer to be a Super Bowl quarterback. I, Zeke is gone. I know a lot of people are excited about Tony Pollard, but a lot of people also forget he's 26, which is actually getting kind of on the older side for running backs. That's sometimes a lot of them. They start to kind of decline when they hit that mark. I know he hasn't been used as much as somebody who started right away, and he could have... I guess kind of like your Austin Eckler thing where he wasn't a featured back and is still producing now. But I think the Cowboys are going to be kind of a lower on the expectation side than people expect. So give me the Giants. How about you? I'm, I'm going to take the Giants as a home dog as well here. Um, they got swept by Dallas last year. I think this is a revenge angle gearing up. Uh, Dayball's kind of proven just in a short time that he's one of the better coaches in the league. Goes back to my yeah. narrative. Who do I trust more on more time rest? Uh, McCarthy or, or Dayball? I'll take Dayball. Yeah, I know yeah. it's only been one year, but I, I, I'm i not the highest on Mike McCarthy. Although I will give Mike McCarthy credit. He's the only guy that's taken Dallas to, to back-to-back playoffs in, in years. So for, for what it's worth, he's been able to get the Cowboys there. Um I, th- I think this is a good spot for the Giants, though, to start off the year 1-0. and uh, Cowboys have started slow. I mean, they were awful last year against Tampa Bay to start the year. Uh, previous, they, they dropped multiple openers over the last couple of years. Yeah, true. So we're both on the G-Men. So uh, Kramer, remember that when the uh, end of the month comes. So <laughs> get a little bonus on that one. Uh, Monday Night Football, your former arch nemesis, Aaron Rodgers, the <laughs> debut in the Meadowlands, the other Meadowlands. So we got back-to-back prime primetime slots in the Meadowlands. We got the Buffalo Bills Mafia going to the New York Jets. I We've already kind of touched on this one in our top 10 games. We both like the Bills. I will, let, I will give you the Florida reasons why we like the Bills. Yeah, I mean, we touched on it last week. I know you and Rod locked it up. I I was going to, but I just decided to pick something different so that we weren't all three on the same. But this is another lock for me. The, The Bills are one of the best teams in the NFL, not just the AFC. And I don't think Rodgers swings the game that much. I mean, he had trouble beating the NFC teams, which we agree is a a weaker conference last year. So I think these AFC teams are really going to beat up on them. Now the Jets have improved in some other areas, but this Bills team is too good to just be giving them one and a half points. So yeah, I'm all over the Bills here. Yeah, I I, I think the the Bills have become underrated almost now, where everybody mm-hmm. kind. Of, I mean, they went thirteen and three last year, and everybody's like, "Oh, they were such a disappointment." Like, <laughs> I get it; they had a disappointing um, finish, the way that they kind of just got dominated in the trenches in that Cincinnati game. 
Uh, but they were really hurt. They were really banged up down yeah. the stretch. I think the Bills, um, big year from the Bills this year. I think that this could be the year, like we see it so many times where the team gets so hyped up in one year and maybe they kind of don't meet expectations, but the following year they meet it. I think the Bills are a, I don't don't want to call them a sleeper to win it all because they're still like second or thirds odds wise to win the NFL, but they're definitely, or win the Super Bowl, but they're definitely not getting the same pub and hype that they got last year or the last time this, or at this point last year. Yeah, agreed. So we both are on the builds, and that will transition us into our final segment, the Lock and Dog, early edition May. So recapping last week, uh, J-Mark locked up the Chicago Bears, minus two and a half against the Green Bay Packers. And for his dog, he gave out the Houston Texans on the money line at Baltimore. My lock was the Monday Night Football. Bills make a statement in front of the national audience, hand it to Rodgers, lay the one and a half. And my dog was New England. I think it was plus 175 against Philadelphia Eagles. We're each going to give out another lock and dog. Where do you want to lead it off here for your lock, Jim Mark? I'm going to lock up the Vikings. I know it's a lot of points, but I just I think the Bucks are going to be very, very bad. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings in the seven. I like that one. Um, For my other lock, I'm going to go... You know what? I'm gonna go to opening night. I'm I'm gonna lock up the Chiefs. I I, yeah. I think I mean the, the the Lions. Yeah, they ended Rogers' tenure. That was cute, but th- this is a whole different step. <laughs> this is Super Bowl night. We know trend's been good. I know the Rams laid an egg last year, but that was against Bills. Lions aren't ready for prime time at Arrowhead. Uh, Mahomes, Kelsey get off to a fast start. I think that they Lions defense just isn't able to stop the bleeding here at Arrowhead, especially when it's warm and they're able to throw the ball all over the field. Yeah, for sure. So I got I locked up the Chiefs and you locked up the Vikings both at six and a half. For another dog, who's your second dog of the week? Give me the Giants. I think the Cowboys are trending down. Giants continue to trend up. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the Giants. I like that one. Um I'll go do this one for Rod. I'll I'll give out the Steelers. I'll give out the Steelers <laughs> on the money line against uh San Francisco. I think it's gonna be Sam Darnold. I think it's gonna take a week for Kyle Shanahan and group to get going. So I will lot or I will take the Steelers as my dog uh to pair him up with New England. So I like it. Well Rod does do. not, but I like it. Yeah, no, Rod <laughs> Rod's quit. He's not coming back. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Rod. Uh he'll be back later in the week for other episode where we'll dive into some other things. So stay tuned. Make sure your notifications are on. Make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Uh, leave a review. Leave, leave a comment, review. It, it goes a long way. Um, helps out with the longevity of this podcast and show. We look forward to bringing you content all year round. I mean, it's only May the 16th. We're going to can't wait till it's September, October, November, December. We're breaking down actual games, handicapping games week in and week out. Before we know, we'll be doing division previews, J. Mark. Yeah, for sure. It's it's all going to go very fast again. Unfortunately. So <laughs> before we get up on out of here, J. Mark, tell everybody where to find you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at J. Mark Football. And you can find me, YouTube, there's his handle, J. Mark Football. Mine is at Moneyline underscore Matt. Go check out all the other shows on the SGPN, uh, NBA conference finals are going on right now nhl go check out both those mlb's in full swing 
college football, college basketball, um, Colby somewhere in, in South America, who knows doing what playing with the <laughs> Buffalo talking over under on the Colorado Buffaloes, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go check out all these other work. Like you said, go check out old fashioned football before you know, it, it'll it be fantasy football season, picking your team. So go ahead and get ahead of it at old fashioned football. Yeah. We're already doing division previews. And then tomorrow we're interviewing Victoria Edie Butler, her great, great grandfather, started the Tennessee whiskey distilling process as a slave and taught Jack Daniels how to distill. Of course, Jack Daniels gets most of the credit for Tennessee whiskey, yeah. but it was near a screen that was uh, behind that. And so we're going to talk to his great, great granddaughter. It's going to be very fascinating. I'm excited. You heard the man go check that out. And uh, I got to figure out if I'm going to keep RFK. I think I, I think I like the, this new backdrop. <laughs> Redskins are back and Snyder's out. So good luck, everybody, with uh, whatever sport you're betting on this week. And don't forget to let it ride.